every time I'm looking at a wave, I feel like I'm I'm on it, surfing it. So I can sort of envision, you know, what the wave's going to do before it's sort of happened. If you know what I mean, you you get so used to to watching waves that you can sort of see what's going to happen before it's happened, and um, I think that's helped me shoot the waves definitely. Welcome to the Viewfinders Photography Podcast, where we discuss the art craft and profession of photography with some of the most inspiring photographers from around the world. My guest this week is Darren Gentle, a macro and seascape photographer from Sydney, Australia. My name is Graham Dargie. I'm a professional photographer from Aberdeen in Scotland and I'll be your host for the next hour or so. Well, this is the part of the show where I normally ask how you're doing and in this part of the world, we would say fit like, and the appropriate response is nay bad. So if you were going to ask me fit like a day, I'd say oh hi, nay bad. Anyway, bit of local knowledge there, and a long way of saying how's things. Hope you're well. Uh, a few bits of news here before we dive in. I'm on holiday at the moment. I imagine it's going well. I hope it is. But I recorded this intro a couple of weeks ago, so. I'll let you know next episode how the holiday went. Before we went off, um, I had a couple of nice little headshot office type jobs around here and some desk time getting ahead of things before switching on the out of office. I also did a presentation for Ellen Photographic Group the other night. Um, I did a talk called Three Steps to Better Photographs, which was lovely. Great to meet all the members and share some of the lessons I've learned over the years. If you're in a camera club, I'm available for talks anywhere in the world via Zoom. Or if you want to be old-fashioned, you can just fly me out there. No problem. And the other big highlight in the last couple of weeks is that I've been back in the skate park. So excited to get skating again. Usually, I skate on flat surfaces. So I can tell you, learning to drop in on roller skates when you're heading to 45 years old is a little intimidating but i'm determined to get on top of that i can skate outside around the park in the summer no problems but i've nowhere to skate in the winter so if i can build my skills in the skate park i'll be able to skate all year round which can only be good for me physically and mentally so if you'd like to see videos of me wiping out in the skate park you can follow me on instagram at viewfinders podcast also check out the website viewfinderslive.com where you can find previous episodes with amazing guests like Paul Sanders, Kai Hornung, Wendy Bagnall, Stephanie Johnson, Karen Waller, Julia Reddell, Mark McCall, and many, many more fantastic photographers. While you're there, you can find out about upcoming Viewfinders Live events. I promise there will be more in the future. Visit the brand new Viewfinders bookshop, and if you're a bit stuck with your photography, why not book a one-to-one coaching session with me? I'd love to help you through. Finally, if you've been loving the podcast, subscribe or follow on your favorite platform and drop us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It really, really helps. On that note, it's been amazing to see the show appearing in the photography charts on Apple Podcasts over the last few weeks. And the other day, my episode with Will Davies appeared at number one in photography episodes. So thanks to everyone out there for listening, supporting the show, and helping to make that happen. It's so, so rewarding. All right, dad joke alert. Last week's guest was based in Little Rock. Today, my guest photographs Little Rocks. Darren Gentle is a landscape photographer from Sydney, Australia. 
Darren's beautiful work has gained a lot of recognition in the last few years. He's been named in the top 25 landscape photographers of 2022 by Capture Landscapes and he's won a silver medal in the 2022 Fine Art Photography Awards. His work's also been published in Australian Photography Magazine and on the Canon Australia website. Darren only got into photography in the last few years when he got a camera for Father's Day and he found inspiration in his garden and at his favourite beaches. Our conversation covers the unique macro photography setup Darren has in his garden, how he got into seascapes, his obsession with intimate landscapes and much more. You're going to meet a passionate, down-to-earth photographer with a wonderful eye, some great insights and a big future. Here's my conversation with Darren Gentle. Darren Gentle, welcome to the podcast. How's things? Yeah, good, thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. Really excited. I saw your feed on Instagram and I, I was like, oh, that's a really clever name, Gentlescapes. Like, it just works, <laughs> you know, with the style of your yeah. photography. And then when I followed through, I was like, oh, that's just your name. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, really, I, I just love your kind of brand of landscape photography. I, I've spoken to other people like you might know or know of, like Julia Reddle and Karen Waller. So i yep. um, really excited to talk about it with you. But you're in, this is cool to me. I'm in Aberdeen in Scotland, on nearly on the top of the world. And you're down under in Sydney, right? Yeah, yeah, that's it. It's Sydney, Australia. So, yeah, I read on your bio that you first got your camera as a Father's Day present. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. The kids had some cameras and um, just watching them taking photos and stuff like that. And I said, oh, how about, um, you know, you guys, I gave them a bit of a hint and said I wouldn't mind a camera for Father's Day. So they... uh, Helped me out and got a camera, and um, yeah, that was about about four or five years ago. Oh, okay. And um, yeah, haven't looked back really. Did you have a creative background at all, or was it just like no, not at all, not at all. I, as a kid, I I wanted to be able to draw um, and paint, and I'd try, but just uh, hopeless. Mm-hmm. So um, I think picking up the camera sort of uh, let me sort of. Um, be able to create, you know, um, the things I, I, I had in my mind. Um, instead of being able to draw them, I could, I could use the camera to do it. Yeah, and so from, I was thinking that's a really good Father's Day present. Either that you're a great dad and they really appreciate you, or they just wanted to give <laughs> you a hobby that got rid of you. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, uh, good kids. So what have you got? You've got four, right? Four kids, yeah, yeah, one daughter and three boys. Oh, wow. Okay, so let me know if I'm right or wrong, but raising kids down there must be a nice outdoor, kind of lots of sports and activities and stuff. Yeah, a lot of lot of outdoors uh, um, stuff, yeah, which is which is nice. You know, we've got perfect weather for that and um, spent a lot of time down the beach and uh, lucky all the kids and my wife really like that. So, uh, mm-hmm. so yeah, we've spent a lot of time down there. Yeah. So, do you are you near the beach or is there like no, a local beach? No, actually, we're about forty minutes away, uh, to an hour. But um, uh, I've always just gone to the beach. My parents always went to the beach, and so it was natural for us to sort of take the kids there. And now they're in love with it. And um, 
yeah, so uh, almost every weekend we're we're down there having a surf and a swim, and um, yeah, it's nice. So, what do you do, sort of work wise, day job? I'm a storeman. I've got a family business, and um, I was able to take my kids into work uh, for all those years as well, which was nice. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have childcare. We we could uh, raise the kids at the business, and um, right. yeah. So okay, so when you got the camera, then did you find that you really fell into it? Like did you you go big into it, or how how did it come to you in those early days? Yeah, I was looking at Instagram, and I saw yeah you know, all the amazing photos and and stuff like that. And I thought I oh, I wanted to know how to do that. I want to learn how to do it. So I just started getting into um, YouTube videos and just just teaching myself and um, just about everything, just just to learn every aspect of it really yeah and then so when did you like what was the first thing that you sort of grabbed onto as like oh this is a great thing that I, I like to shoot uh at first I started macro um because the kids were younger um struggled to sort of get out in the afternoons you know with you know, kids activities and homework and and stuff like that um I was sort of limited to what I could do I, I wanted to do landscape but it just was, was difficult for me to do so so I started with macro uh first um just shooting in my yard and um flowers and and, and that okay and so like the flower you have a feed with a lot of flower kind of photography hmm. was that the style that you went for or did you just start without that lighting was- and things or yeah, it's yeah. Basically, I just just in the yard, and I was yeah filling around with um, water drops on flowers, and um, happened to stumble across sort of using different backgrounds and stuff, and stumbled across the that really dark black background with the flower photography, and just using mm-hmm. natural light, um, and that's where it all sort of started. It was just easy for me to do in the backyard, so. Okay, so to describe for people listening, like a lot of your flower photography is kind of close up or macro and a lot of it will have a dark or black background, right? Mm. So was that just like the angle you had against the soil that you came up with that or were you putting something back there? Yeah, so um, it's just actually my garage has a back door and uh, I just opened up the back door and was just shooting holding the flower and, and up against that the dark background with the natural light sort of shining through and then I've got a white door so it sort of reflects the light back onto it and and um yeah I, I, I took a couple of shots and oh, I really like <laughs> the way this is lit um yeah with the the way the light was coming through into there okay and so is that the way that most of them are still lit then that's that's how they're all done yeah ah, still okay. like that Okay, I was going to ask you about the lighting, and that's really cool to hear that. I love to find those, or when people find those unique kind of solutions, like nobody else would be able to copy that exactly, do you know? Yeah, yeah I think people are, <laughs> yeah, don't believe me when I uh, I say it's just that, that easy, really. Um, just happened to stumble across that light, and mm-hmm. uh and uh, now I haven't haven't looked back really. <laughs> I just shoot there all the time. Obviously now I've got the tripod set up and um, and all that. And I've, I've put like a black sheet up now just to to make it even darker in there. Um, and yeah. Okay, so within that um, space, you've started to sort of evolve it and, and refine it a little bit. 
Yeah, I've got it down pat now, so it doesn't take me very long. I've just got to find the subject, really, find the right flower and, um, yeah, and just start shooting, shooting away compositions and uh, just working on different things. It's, it's pretty limited. Yeah, it can get a bit, you know, monotonous sort of thing um, after a while. So that's why I was doing a lot more of the landscape after a while because it was, uh, yeah, I just found that a lot more interesting. Yeah, that's a different challenge, really. So mm-hmm. just just to stay on the flowers for a bit then and the garden stuff, is that flowers that you have in your garden or do you bring things in from other places or how do you find your subjects? Uh, yeah, most of it is, is stuff I've got um, at home. Uh, if not, I'll just buy a bunch of flowers up the road or my wife will come home with uh, some flowers or something and um, I'll steal them and, and start fiddling around with them. Um, yeah. My little setup. Okay, so is that is that a nice breakaway for you from from just day to day life to get out there and, and throw yourself into it? Yeah, just something to do and um, takes my mind off things and um, yeah, it just lets me relax and concentrate on something else and forget about everything else for five mm-hmm. minutes. And then I, I quite enjoy um, then editing the photos. Um, just sit there while I'm watching TV, really, and and edit away and and see what I can come up with. It's really, really effective, like the setup that you have. And so I'm just wanting to, so the behind you've got black background of of some kind. And then, so the light that's on the subject there is like reflected light off of your white door. Yeah, it sort of of comes in behind me and then just, yeah, with the white door being on one side, it sort of then reflects across to the side of it as well. Oh, to the side. Okay. So it's just like a natural, big, soft light, but it's reflected light, right? Yeah. Okay, which gives it that nice kind of softness. Yeah, and I think with the uh, water drops too, with the light being behind, you sort of get that glistening on uh, on on the water drops. It's the light. When you artificially light it you just don't get that same look to it yeah yeah i know what you mean i'm just clicking through a few now okay so there's the other style that you have is with a white background so do you just turn that around or you are you putting a white card in behind there i i actually put that up to the clouds and Ah. face it up to the up to the clouds yeah and i'll just actually hold that with my hand and and face it up to the clouds and uh sort of overexpose it a bit okay and uh, gives me the white background yeah Okay, it's it's still deceptively simple, then, isn't it? I mean, that I think this is awesome. Yeah, it's not overly complicated. So, um, yeah, I've just sort of worked around different things, not having the you know uh, special lighting and all that with me. So I've just sort of worked around it that way, mm-hmm. and I find it you know, gives a much better better look and feel to the to the photos anyway. Yeah, it, there is a real organic feel to it, isn't it? There's like a I guess maybe it's the difference between like an analog recording, you know, like a record or something mm. uh, versus like a digital. There's just a certain something about that analog. Yeah, yeah, it just needs to pop a bit more. Yeah, so you've got the real natural light on the subject and mm. yeah, there's no substitute, isn't there? So Nah. So, okay, so with that part of your work then, where has that led you? Have you do you give yourself sort of projects to stay on, or I know that you've won a few awards and and things like that. So is that the kind of thing that gives you some direction, or how do you find your way to to get you sort of to the next thing? What how have you sort of focused that and and kept that going? Um, 
just just trying new compositions, um, trying different lighting. Uh, I seem to go back to the same sort of thing. Um, trying to keep it interesting as much as possible. Um, it's as I said, it's it's difficult sometimes, but I know that it works. So I just sort of you know hone in on mm-hmm. on the things that I know and and stick to it. Let's go on to talk about your ocean work then. Can you talk about that segue then, Rahul? How did that enter the scene? Well, I wanted to do, as I mentioned before, uh, landscape. And um, so I started going down taking seascapes, um, just your normal sort of, you know, seascapes, the water washing in and, you know, rocks in the ocean and, and sun at sunrise. Um, and when, once the sun came up, I was just fiddling around with um, some sort of long exposures in the shore break and um, just noticed how nice the water, the the texture of it looked when I was shooting that way. So um, then I sort of moved on to to then shooting the waves and I've always had an interest in the ocean and surfing and and all that. So, uh, yeah, it was natural for me to sort of go down that path of shooting waves. Yeah, so would you be making a trip to the coast specifically to shoot or you're just there doing other things anyway? No, I'd purposely go down just to shoot. Okay, um, okay. Yeah. Okay, so for, for 40 minutes, that's quite an investment really if you're going to go, eh? Yeah, it's an early start, especially when you want to be there about an hour before sunrise as well. Um, right, okay. To set up and, and get ready. So, yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> it's early, but uh, it's worth it. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. So let's so people can know what we're talking about. Then, a sort of signature image from, of yours is a wave just coming over. I don't know the wave terminology here, but uh, yep. the wave is just kind of peaked and is coming right over. But you're shooting it with a slightly long shutter speed, so it's not like frozen, right? No. So it's yeah, it's about one tenth of a second, and so you can see all the motion in the waves. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just smiling because I wrote down like 15th and 10th of a second. Those were my guesses. Um, oh, there you for go. The shutter speed. But uh, <laughs> I guess it depends on your focal length and how fast things are going and stuff. But so there's yeah. this, I don't know, there's this beautiful sort of gloss or sheen that's still on the water. Like it hasn't lost its structure that it, you can with a long exposure with water, do you know? Yeah, 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 that's it. Yeah, it's just, um, it's a lot of trial and error. Uh, take hundreds of shots to get one decent one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, obviously you're using long exposure and um, everything's moving. You're moving, uh, so it um, you, you got to be pretty lucky to to get the the shot. And so, with the waves, are you from the shore with a long lens, or are you in the water there? No, from the shore. Long lens. Okay. Yeah. I have thought about getting water housings, but for what I'm doing, that style would be very difficult in the water. I'm sure you could do it. Yeah. Um, but for me, um, I prefer to stand on the shore and and do it that way. Okay. So you've you've done a lot of surfing, yeah. I mean. Yeah. I mean, is that is it part of that? Is it connected to your love of surfing that you wanted to photograph the ocean and the waves or? Yeah, I've always had a passion for it, so I think it was it was just natural for me to to sort of shoot waves. 
because every time I'm looking at a wave, I feel like I'm I'm on it surfing it. So mm-hmm. I can sort of envision, you know, what the wave's going to do before it's sort of happened if you know what i mean you you get so used to to watching waves that you can sort of you know see what's going to happen before it's happened and um i think that's helped me shoot shoot the waves definitely yeah i was wondering that because like you must start to understand the language and the rhythm of of the waves and how it looks when it's going to come or how it looks when it's not going to really come to anything Um, yeah exactly yeah, you can sort of see it and um, you, you know what it's going to do before it does it. Okay, cool. And then, so you mentioned getting out there an hour before a sunrise. What's the ideal time for you to shoot? Are you just getting in position then or is it like... Get in position, set up. I, I usually take a couple of cameras with me um, with sort of different setups um, depending on how far the waves are away from me. Um, and one I'll have um, on a tripod and use it that way um, and just uh, sort of panning around with it. And the other one I'll just handheld and uh, and go that way. So okay. I get there. I like to shoot probably I'll start maybe 40 minutes before sunrise. It depends on how much cloud is off the coast really, mm-hmm. um, how much light's on it. So, I, yeah, I mean, you can start, as I said, like 45 minutes before and shoot right through. I shoot it till about probably half an hour after sunrise. Um, but as soon as the sun comes up, we've got to put a filter on just to be able to shoot at those shutter speeds. Okay, yeah, I can imagine. You're just in that sort of blue hour to very earliest light window. So it's kind of a short window, but I can imagine... The way that you shoot, yeah, you come away with a lot of pictures. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Are you able to have something in mind or do you just have to like and filter it out later? I have something in mind, but whether the wave's going to do it for me or not is another thing. So mm. it is the luck of the draw, really. You know, you you get excited. I'm always checking the swell to see what it's like. I like really big swell. Uh, it makes it... Um, a lot easier uh, mm-hmm. and a lot more fun to uh, to shoot. The other thing that I've noticed that you, you do some ICM, right? Yeah, I do some panning. Yeah, mm. so I do that early early hours too, before the sun's up. If I go down, I see the surf's not sort of right for what I want to shoot. I will then um, do some panning just before the sun comes up, and you get that nice colours in the sky. And mm-hmm. I always like. It's always good when there's colour in the sky because it reflects back onto the waves. And that's when you get the nice colours on the waves then too. Yeah, I, I see that. It's so beautiful. On the waves then, to to go to stay on the waves, because it's something that's come up with other photographers before. Macro is a thing, right? If you're shooting yeah. like really macro, you can be seeing things that you may not necessarily see with your naked eye. And uh, other landscape photographers I've spoken with who are shooting with long lenses understand that they can't necessarily see the thing with their naked eye that they would see through the long lens. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so in a way, there's that sort of a parallel between shooting with a really long zoom lens in the landscape because of the way it changes perspective and allows you to see a flattening of the different shapes and whatnot. What I'm getting to is I'm wondering if there's a crossover 
or like a shared way of thinking when you're using like the macro lens versus using the long lens to shoot in the landscape or, or on the ocean? I think starting with macro, I think I do tend to like to get close to the subject, mm-hmm. uh, particularly the waves. You see a lot of wave, you know, photography and it's uh, quite a long way back mm-hmm. where I quite like to get right in there. Um, that's the part of the wave I like to see. And even if it's a little bit abstract almost, um, the people sort of stop and look at it and go, oh, what, you know, what part of the wave is that or is it a wave, you know? Um, mm-hmm. I like to get in quite tight and I think that's from macro, to be honest. Uh, when I have an image, sometimes I'll even crop in, you know, a bit more to sort of get the composition I, I want too because it's quite hard to sort of compose a, a shot with a wave coming in like that. Mm. But um, a lot of the time I'll get home and then sort of compose the shot on the computer as instead of, you know, out, out in the field. Okay, I see. And then so what kind of lens are you using then for those long uh, wave shots? So I've got a 150 to 600 Sigma lens. Okay. And okay. a 70 to 300 f4 Canon lens. So um, I've got a crop sensor camera. One's crop sensor, one's full frame. So with a crop oh. sensor, I can get almost 900 mil, which is very hard to hold still, and it's very heavy. Yeah. So that's the one I tend to put on the tripod and uh, use it that way. Yeah, that Sigma lens is a big, big, heavy thing, right? Yeah, it's a beast. <laughs> it's uh, very heavy, so it's uh, much better on the on the tripod. So I've had to sort of adapt what I was doing with the tripod. I was all handheld before, and then I've gone down the path of a tripod, panning with the wave, and have to have a, a shutter release sort of thing. Okay. So just looking through the not the viewfinder, but the um, the screen at the back. Yeah. So, I'll try and take three or four shots of a wave as it's coming through, just sort of rapid fire. Yeah. Uh, and uh, look in the back of the screen to see if I've got anything and mm-hmm. pray. <laughs> and so um, I guess you're shooting towards the light a lot of the time. How do you handle that with um, with your exposure and, and whatnot? Do you, can you get into trouble with that? I tend to shoot to the side, so I try. I don't want to shoot into the sun if I can help it. So okay. I shoot. Um, I try and get up on the side of the rocks, so I'm shooting down into the into the sort of the the tube of the wave into the barrel. So you just get the light sort of shining through the back of it, then, which is nice. Okay, yeah, because those ones that where you're shooting right into the tube of the wave, as you said, I suppose mm. that's when I was thinking, oh, maybe you're in there, but um, yeah, if you can get out on some rocks yeah i try to position myself onto the rock so i'm sort of side on so actually i just found a new location i'm gonna go on attack actually the beach sort of bends around almost like a boomerang shape so if i stand on the side there i'll be able to shoot straight in okay cool nice actually so do you ever shoot i've seen one or two but do you ever go to shoot surfing or it's not something that you would be worried about necessarily no i've i've done a little bit of it but um doesn't really interest me to be honest like i i follow the surfing i was watching it this morning uh the world tour i, I love it but to photograph it it's it's not my thing if you know what i mean i just mm-hmm. i just prefer to just to look at the wave uh, without anyone on it um mm-hmm. and just sort of almost envision myself on it if anything yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it's an amazing thing. We one of my favorite things to do is just walk on the beach and just have that sound. Mm. You know, it's just yeah, yeah. So okay, the other part of your work I wanted to pick up on was coastal rock. These are some really cool photographs and back into the sort of macro realm, I guess. So I was wondering, like, do you, are you interested in geology or is it just like, oh, that looks cool. Let's, let's go and take a picture of that. No, I was actually always um, just shooting waves. And as I was walking back one time, I, I just I saw this pattern on, on, on the rocks, which uh, the photo is actually called erosion. And oh, yeah, yeah just, I just sort of saw it as I was walking back and I, oh, I've got to get a photo of that. So I stood there, sort of composed it, and, and yeah, I came home not thinking much of it. Just going through the photos, and went, oh, I really like that. So, so now, I'll, I'll, once I finish sort of shooting waves, I'll I'll spend a, an hour, sort of um, if it's overcast, sort of walk around and 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 just search all the rocks and see what I can find, patterns and and everything. Yeah, I find it. I find I can lose myself for for, for hours doing that. Uh, just walking around looking at the rocks it's um i think everyone thinks i'm a bit weird to be honest when i set up my camera and i'm i'm pointing straight down and you've got all these waves and people surfing and everything and i'm, I'm yeah. looking at a rock but um i love it actually i, I really really enjoy it yeah they're really incredible pictures and i would have said similar things to other folk before but those where you, you don't know if it's a macro or if it's a, a huge aerial shot or something you know it's just really really interesting and makes mm. you stop and look and wonder what it is. But um, that one, Erosion, is, is I think it's the leading shot on your Instagram feed, right? Yeah, I love that shot. It's, it's funny, it was the first one I've ever sort of did, and it's still, still my favourite to this day. Ah, so. Okay. So uh, so is that on the macro lens then, or it doesn't have to be? No, no, you actually use the 70 to 300 for oh, okay. it. Um, yeah, so I don't have to get too close to it. I think when you get too close to a sort of sandstone, it's too grainy. It it brings out too much of that. So, and the patterns, you know, usually usually shooting maybe a foot, two foot across, depending you know, on okay. what it is. But yeah, it's usually about that. And then with the zoom lens, I can sort of zoom in and out, put it on the tripod, and then sort of sort of work out, and sort of frame it and compose it easier with the zoom lens than trying to move my my tripod in and out and everything else. You just have some incredible patterns and colours. They're kind of mesmerising to browse through, aren't they? So yeah. I can see you, yeah, just walking around, like staring at the ground or crawling around. I don't know how you do yeah, it. Yeah, I'm always always, uh, always looking at my feet. And I do it everywhere now. I'm always looking for patterns everywhere. So where where would that lead then? Is there benefit to you sort of getting interested in geology and finding out where you might find some formations or are you just happy to just take it as it comes no i i, I try to look around I, I look for sort of sandstone um, areas uh, along the coast because the coast just with the um, you know the, the water you know hitting it all the time it does like a road that that photo erosion i actually went back uh, only about two weeks ago to the same spot and it's completely unrecognizable that same oh, rock really? and it's not it's not right on the water either it's a good sort of 20 meters back even high tide would be lucky to hit it but it's obviously just you know wind and rain and and everything else has completely changed that rock now it's just yeah unrecognizable uh-huh. so um 
yeah, you can always find new things. Everything's changing all the time. Yeah, that's amazing. I, I mean, we understand those things are constantly changing, but you wouldn't have thought, or I wouldn't have thought, they would change that that quickly, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was only just, uh, you know, I thought, oh, I'll go back, I might try and find a different angle of this or, or whatever. And it was just completely different. So is, would it not be a photograph now, or is it something No, that... not at all. No, I went back... I went back 12 months later and it was, I actually took another photo of it. It's called Mountains, uh, okay. which is at the bottom, I think, of, of that on the website. Um, just a different sort of view of it. Yeah, you can sort of see the circles in there. Yeah. Uh, but I had to sort of compose it that way because uh, one of the other sort of uh, circle rings ha- had disappeared. So so that had already changed in that amount of time and now it's it's completely gone. So I yeah, I just find the sandstone around the coast is um, just beautiful. The colours, especially if it's wet as well, like if it's damp, it just mm. brings out all those colours, the blues and the, the oranges. And um, yeah, I'm coloured blind, but what I see is those colours. And um, <laughs> yeah. Cool. I'm colour blind as well. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> it's a horrible thing to confess as a photographer, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's funny when people say, oh, I love love the colours in this photo and obviously they're seeing completely different colours to what I'm seeing. Yeah. So um, obviously they're seeing something in there and I'm um, seeing something different, but they're, they're happy with it as well. So That's so interesting. I'm going to put a link in the show notes with those with erosion and mountains and people will be able to see that it, it definitely is the same location. You can tell that, mm. um, but it's incredibly different that's amazing so okay so between the three parts of your work then the macro kind of flower stuff ocean seascapes if we could call it that and the coastal macro is there is there an area that you think this is one that you really love or you're just happy to just mix things up and get different stimulation every time yeah i I really love shooting the waves uh, it's just exciting every time you're down there and especially when it's big it's it's just a great place to be when you when you're there amongst it and the wind's howling and big surf and there's no one out you're the only crazy person sort of out there sort of taking photos or even in the water or on the beach um find it a bit of an adrenaline rush really like being in the surf so I enjoy that, but I also, in saying that, uh, I, I love I love doing those rocks as well, mm-hmm. um, and searching around, and I love love searching for things, just just patterns in things. Now, I've, I've, I've yeah, I'm getting a bit obsessed with it. I think walking around, looking at the ground, and looking at this and that, and logs as well, of patterns in logs and things like that. So. Yeah, there's one I was gonna yeah. maybe ask you about that one later, but so that's interesting. So it's piqued your sort of visual awareness maybe in a way that it just wasn't switched on in that way before you got into this kind of work definitely yeah yeah super aware now of um everything even cracks in pathways and and things like that yeah always look for sort of s s bend sort of patterns and things that just sort of catch my eye and yeah well that might make a good photo or that yeah so you're always and i like sort of yeah, I do like a lot of abstract sort of photography as well to sort of stop you and make you think of, of what, what that might be too. 
So I think that's that interests me. So. Okay. So do you have some photographers that influence you or some favorite photographers? I have a lot of different uh, – I, I, I follow so much different photography. Um, no, I'm into <laughs> – it's funny at the moment I'm right into minimal architecture mm-hmm. photos and um, still life and – I don't know, I'll look at street. I like that minimal sort of street photography as well. Mm-hmm. I, I just really enjoy everything, to be honest. But I do like minimal stuff, and um, I find it extremely hard to do. Mm-hmm. And I think it's something I'd like to learn how to do uh, more of. So I think that's what's you know getting me interested at the moment. So whether I head down a bit of that path, I don't know. Yeah, I, I I know what you mean. It's I think it's deceptively difficult. Like I think to be to do really good minimal, unless you're like in a snowy place with one tree in it, you know, to really oh, cut things definitely. down, is probably really hard. I don't know if you uh, know of Bruce Percy. Um, that might be a photographer oh, yeah. you might you might enjoy. I was actually yeah, I was actually looking at his work this afternoon. Oh, okay, actually Bruce Percy. Yeah, I'm a big fan of of his work yeah it's it's beautiful very minimal landscape and that's stunning Mm -hmm. stunning work so um i wanted to quickly ask you about um awards because you seem to have won or uh, a lot of awards on your award section so uh, it's that you were named in the top 25 landscape photographers uh in 2022 by capture landscapes that must have been i mean how did that feel when you heard that yeah, it was amazing. Big surprise. Because um, I, I, I feel like I, I do landscapes, but not sort of traditional sort of landscapes, um, sort of that ocean sort of photography. Mm-hmm. Um, so, no, it was, it was amazing. Yeah, I, I, I still can't believe some of the awards and some of the accolades sort of that, that I've received. In, in such a short time. Uh, I was going to say Australian yeah. Photographer of the Year, Landscape, third place. It's pretty good. Yeah, that was all waves too. That was, um, yeah, yeah, four shots of, of waves. So I was uh, surprised on that as well. So mm-hmm. it was nice. Because I think they have a seascape section as well, but they did those in the landscape. So it was nice to get it in there. So For you then, quite early in your journey, really, five years or so in, are you able to imagine, it's hard to know, you know, too far down the line, but where your next kind of steps will be? Like you you mentioned the minimalism kind of thing, um, looking for patterns and whatnot. Can you imagine how things might develop over the next year or so for you? Have you got any projects in mind for this year, for example? No, I've, I've been sort of trying to scout sort of locations for those sorts of shots. But again, I just I find it very difficult. I, it's something I I would really like to to learn. I would like to do more of it in the surf mm-hmm. uh, if I can. Try and try and sort of incorporate it in in that side of things. Um, I've got one photo there that I'm I'm really proud of, um, which is waiting, which is just a, a guy sitting out in the surf on his own, and you see the waves that have sort of bending around and um, not a lot of people like it, but it's one of my favourite shots because I think uh, it is a bit more minimal and I think that's the, what attracts me to it. 
Yeah, it's it's different, but I see that S coming right down through it, and the, mm. the lone figure. Yeah, it's, I don't know. Somehow having a person in a shot adds something, some intrigue, or you know, some interest. In yeah, definitely. That's that's what I actually like in some of the uh, a lot of that minimal architecture where where they've just got one person sort of, and they might be minute. You know, you hardly see the person, but just having that person in the shot just just gives it scale and mm-hmm. um yeah. I, I really really like uh there's a photographer per carlson okay and he does it just just brilliantly so i definitely aspire to do do some photography like that i'll be interested to see how it develops for you because your work is looking so strong so i hope people can go check out um your website the ocean the macro and the coastal rock section that we've been talking about, but you've also got panning and mm. forest uh, work in there as well. So lots for people yeah. to dig into. So I'm sure people will go check yeah. that out. It takes us to the gear round. I know we've kind of touched on this, but um, rather than going deep into your camera bag, um, if you had to grab your camera and one lens, what have you got in your hand? What's your favorite kind of combination to have on? It'd probably be the Canon 6D Mark II, the full frame with the 70 to 300 lens. I think I could do most things with that. Obviously, I can't do the macro. Oh, I've struggled with the macro, but um, with the waves and the rocks and the panning, mm-hmm. uh, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And so you've got uh, your techniques down for because when you're shooting the panning, I guess your your camera could be set up quite differently than if you're doing the coastal rock or the the garden stuff. Yeah, still hands free, just I mean um, tripod free and just um, just panning. I've sort of been working, doing a lot of it now, so I can sort of hold the camera nice and steady. I've sort of worked out how to pan and get a nice straight line. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, mm. for someone who's interested to get into um or to try out that kind of ocean wave photography what would be a good kind of startup settings uh for that person to try yeah so i'd set it at one tenth of a second uh and then you know depending on light it's it's just um so iso 100 now if it's you know if it's really dark in the morning then obviously i'll have to boost the iso up a little bit but i try not to go too high i try and have it at 100 if i can and then just sort of um move that f-stop around just -hmm. according to the light you know every it's changing every few minutes so you're constantly changing it um and then when there's too much light obviously then i have to i'll put on the four stop um md filter and and keep going okay so the shutter speed is king and then everything else props that up yeah exactly yeah because yeah that's 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 the look you want is that that flow in the water so you you keep that constant and and move everything else to yeah to adjust to it yeah you're really good at it you got some great results okay this takes us to uh, double exposure i'm going to ask you about one picture that i really like and i'll invite you to tell me about one of yours that's a favorite as well there's a lot of nice pictures here. It's tricky, but I did want to ask you about this one with a log. Um, right. You know the one I'm talking about? Uh, it's on Instagram, it's, is it? Yeah, it's on Instagram, I'll, and I'll read the yep. caption. It's a uh, three-inch part of a log found in the bush taken with 100-millimeter macro. It's just, it's obviously reminiscent of the coastal rock, but there's a, mm. something more alive or organic about it. 
Can you talk about that picture? Yeah, it's actually near where I grew up. Uh, my parents, I still still live there, and um, I used to spend a lot of time down in that bush. Uh, so from time to time, I'll go down there and just search around for for things like that, and uh, stumbled across this this log, and it, it's been there a long, long time, and it's you know obviously just sort of rotted away and just sort of been sitting there and it's just just created this pattern um, uh, from I don't know what, but it's, yeah, so I've sort of, yeah, stumbled across it and the, the macro was the only way to shoot it, really. I needed to get as close as possible because it's so tiny. Oh, really? Okay, it's small. And I just, yeah, it's really small. So, um, but the, the patterns that are in it, I, I just love those, the swirls and everything that, they're in it, yeah. Mm-hmm. The light shades and the dark shades, and when you shot it, was it? Did you have to go back a few times to get good light, or did it just that's just how it was? No, I just, I just, yeah. That's the that's the first time sort of thing. Went down, got it. I was actually not that long ago. It was only about a month ago. I think I took the shot. Okay, uh, it was damp again. I, it, it was better with it being damp. It sort of brings the colours out more mm-hmm. when it's dry. It's just it doesn't even look anything like that so okay and so when you guys say the bush you mean like it's in the countryside or something like that right uh no it's like like bushland like thick scrub sort of australian bush gum trees and uh and there's like little trails just going through it ah okay i understand okay yeah so you sort of walk along the trails and um yeah this creek's running through it and it's pretty overgrown most places all full of ferns and and uh, shrubs, and then you've got the big gums towering over the top of it. It's almost, I don't know, parts almost look like uh, rainforest almost Okay, as well. all right, yeah. so dense. Yeah, it's very dense, yeah. This is a great photo. It's got, yeah, that organic feels of marbling with the shapes and the textures. Mm. You would have, I mean, I would have assumed probably it was rock i mean just looking at your other work but hearing that it was wood it's like well this is it's a whole other thing now so um yeah 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 it's hard to tell what it is uh looking at the photo that's why i thought i better put a little caption in there to sh- tell people what it what it actually is yeah so okay um, so if i was with oh no go ahead sorry sorry yeah no with the macro was the only way to shoot it really and uh, i've just got a new um new camera the r7 canon r7 and, uh it's got a photo stacking bracketing thing in it mm-hmm. so i just i set it up and uh, i don't know how many photos it was probably about 15 photos and mm-hmm. just sort of stacked it that way so okay and it came out came out really well so because that, that's one problem with taking those other shots is getting the depth of field yeah okay so that's the stacking is for the focus and then yeah. does it? You said it. Do you set it at the front or do you set it at the back? And then which which way does set it? Set it at through? the front, and then it just goes through. Okay, okay. So you focus it near you, and then the camera just takes shot after shot. Yeah. Okay. So set it to the closest point of what you're shooting. Okay. And then it just goes through and just just moves the focus, which is which is amazing. It does it all for you. Does it process it in the camera or? In camera, it comes out as a JPEG, but it, but yeah, okay. it, it, it does it all in camera. Ah, that's cool. The, 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 this generation of cameras are really getting something special, I think. So, oh, it's amazing. I mean, I I got that for the macro really because you know instead of uh, having that shallow depth of the field, I thought, oh, I wonder how it's going to look 
if I've got everything in focus. Uh, so and and for the rocks as well, I thought this will be perfect. Yeah, so you'll you'll use that technique with the rocks as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, going forward, yeah, for sure. Cool. Okay, if I was to throw it back to you and ask you to, if you have a favorite photo or one with a great anecdote attached to it, um, what's a great experience that you've had in your photography journey? Probably that that wave photo. I think you're talking about before that, that main sort of photo of mine um, that I've used in the um, biography as well, the about section at the top. Okay. There's another photo of it as well. Uh, that was the, actually, that was the first time I actually went out to shoot waves mm-hmm. was that, that shot. And to date, that is, that's still my favorite wave photo that I've taken. And um, I just got the 70 to 300 lens to to shoot those kinds of of shots because um i just yeah i I really liked i just wanted to shoot those those waves like that yeah and so i i went out and i was shooting and shooting and shooting i kept looking in the back of the screen there was just nothing i just everything was just a blur and it was just a mess I thought, oh, I was about to give up. I thought, no, no, keep going, keep going, keep going. So, and then, yeah, next minute, I, this wave came through, and and it's funny the the photo before that one and the photo after uh, aren't you know tack sharp, but right. that one right where the wave was absolutely perfect. Yeah, it, it, it's sharp, and I I'm, I got so, I got so excited. I think I was uh, <laughs> I was talking to myself on the rocks and. Um, yeah, I was just beside myself. I was, I was so excited, and just for the first time to go down and and um, and yeah, to have that new lens on, and and yeah, I was just as I said, I was ready to give up, and and that sort of just kicked it off. Then once I got yeah. that photo, that was it. I was I was back there all the time, then trying to get more and more and more. As I said, it's um, it's it's not easy to get the the shot you want, but uh, when you do, it's. Uh, it's a really, really good feeling. Yeah, a couple of things. I was first thinking. Imagine if you'd given up, and then you know, oh, you may never well, have gone back exactly. for more waves, right? Exactly. I probably wouldn't have. You know, to be honest, um, I would have completely probably changed the style. I, I shot waves. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably would have shot with a fast shutter speed, mm-hmm. um, like most people do, and, and try and freeze everything. And uh, and I'm so uh, yeah, I'm so so glad I got that shot that day. Uh, especially when I came home and put it on the computer as well, I couldn't wait to get it home to make sure it was, it was, it was sharp and um, and it looked the way I wanted to. So yeah, I was uh, very very happy. Yeah, and so that really galvanised you to go and try again. How's your hit rate now? Is does it improve as you keep doing this, or is it always a bit tricky? No, it's definitely improved. It's still not great, but it's uh, definitely has improved. I think with a tripod helps a bit with that that really long lens. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely, definitely helps. But I, I still prefer to to hold the camera and shoot. I just think you can just move quicker and um, react quicker to, to the waves that are coming through. There's so many, and you, the thing is too, you'll see the most perfect wave come through, and you'll shoot, and you look in the back of the screen, and it's just it's shattering when you see it, and it's just. It's not sharp and you go, well, that was your chance, you know, and you hope hope that another wave will come through like that. But um, unfortunately, um, they're not all the same. Okay. Well, this one that you're 
talking about it sweeps up in the foreground and it's kind of falling over in the farther away into the picture. But that mm. edge of the wave that just leads in from the left of the of the frame is just so is breaking, just sort of fragmenting perfectly. Feathering, yeah. yeah. I've actually got it blown up on my wall about a meter fifty oh. long and uh and it's still I walk up to it and look at it and I can't believe the detail that's that's in it. Um yeah, yeah, I just love it sitting in our lounge room and um that's cool. yeah, every day I look at it in amazement. Um and I love the way the the sort of the sand is being picked up in the water there as well yeah. and that's being streaked out as well as well as the white water as well is being streaked out up up the face of the wave yeah as well it just um brings a lot of color and movement to the wave so. yeah total banger really good one um <clears throat> yeah, I really love it. um okay i don't know if that's a term in australia banger but it's sort of anyway, yeah yeah I've, i think i'm too old to really say it but anyway um <laughs> but we need those wins on our journeys don't we i mean and those they can just give us so much inspiration to keep going so well done for that Definitely. it's a real good one so yeah. um okay darren thanks so much it brings us to motor drive the final round Are you okay for some quick fire yep okay wide angle or telephoto telephoto okay color or black and white depends on the shot um some things to me just just work well in black and white and mm -hmm. others in color like if there's plenty of color in the in the shot at the time and then i'll obviously go down that path but if it's a bit overcast and, and you know i'll go down the black and white path mm -hmm. okay so you're open do you know the work of yeah. uh, jonathan critchley yes yes so i just wondered if you would like that guy okay um expensive lens cloth or the corner of your shirt I tend to use the uh, lens cloth. Yeah, I don't blame you. Mm. Um, I'm like, I'm open-minded. Uh, whichever one's closer. I'm worried about sand. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you need to yeah, be careful. If I, yeah, any sand on there, it's just going to rip it apart. And I've always got sand through my bag and everything. So, okay. Yeah, oh, no. Great. No, you don't need that. Okay, what's no. a weird thing I could find in your camera bag? Um, I've got it pretty stripped out, actually. Um uh, I do have a, I've got a satchel of like, you know, the stuff that, that soaks up moisture. I've got a couple of those, those in, the, in the bottom sashes. of it. Yeah, like that, just to, yeah, could be near the ocean and stuff. I, I do have that in there just in case. But, but no, that's a great idea. So that's something you put in there. It's not just the one that came yeah. with the bag. No, it's in the bottom. Yeah, it's just, yeah, I'll just put it in the bottom there and it's just, just in there with the cameras. So any moisture is around. I'm into that mm. idea. Um, okay, do you use emojis? What's your go-to emoji? Uh, thumbs up. Uh, okay, keep it simple. Yeah. Best yep. Sydney or best best Australian band or musician? Uh, I like Vance Joy. Okay. I don't know if you've heard of him. But, no. Uh, yeah, no, big fan of Vance Joy. What kind mm. of stuff is is he doing? Oh, it's sort of, uh, he had a big song years ago called Riptide. Uh, if you remember that song, I know it was pretty big around the world, but um, no, nah, I, I like him. Okay, I'll check it out. I'll put a link in the show yeah, notes. Yeah, check him out. Okay, when do you feel at peace with the universe? Uh, in the ocean. Yeah, in the surf. When I'm, when I'm out there, just sitting out there on my board, it's just 
everything goes away mm-hmm. just waiting for the next wave and i just i just love it i just love the beach yeah i can't get enough of it which is weird because I, I live an hour away but uh unfortunately life or not unfortunately but life is is out here works out here and um one day when the kids have finished school i'll definitely head be heading down that way that's for sure yeah oh good people surf here like it's the north sea i mean it's really cold and uh, they, they they say oh yeah once you get your wetsuit on it's fine you don't feel it but there's no way i'm ever doing that but i do <laughs> like <laughs> i was talking to chris orwig in california not long ago and i just think i wouldn't mind living somewhere like that or maybe australia I mean, it's uh, worth yeah. a try it's got to be worth a try the hot weather must be good uh it's it's beautiful like oh, I, I love it when it's hot i just i just love it you know at the beach and um i don't know when people are at the beach everyone's got a smile on their face as well mm-hmm. i just find it just just everyone seems happy and um just free yeah. and just enjoying life it's just a nice place to be um and be around as well that's the thing for us, we have a long, dark winter. Like, the days get really short. Mm. It's not as bad as if you obviously go to Sweden or Norway or something, but the days are pretty short, and it's just dark from, like, it can be half past three in the afternoon, and it's cold, and you're always wearing so many layers and hats and mm. gloves. I just get, after a couple of months, I'm so sick of it. I just, I just like, layering up, it just becomes annoying, and uh, you can get just kind of grumpy and fed up, and I, I think... The weather, without a doubt, is a part of the vibe here. You know, people are reserved in Aberdeen. Mm. Scottish people, maybe in different places, are, are not like this, but in Aberdeen, it's like reserved, a little bit grumpy, keep yourself to yourself. You smile at someone like that, you know, you're not like yeah. really smiling, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think it's definitely worth living in a hot place. I need to try this in my lifetime for sure. <laughs> definitely. I don't know how you do it, to be honest. We We complain when it's... It gets down to 10 degrees here and um, we're all freezing, you know, and uh, that's no. that's a really cold day for us, a really cold day. So 10 degrees here, it's like sun's out, guns out. That's the kind of thing we have here. So, <laughs> <laughs> so okay. All right. Thanks so much, Darren. Really appreciate it. Um, it's been really interesting getting into your work and I'm really looking forward to seeing what's ahead for you. So uh, enjoy. All right. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening, guys. So appreciate your time. Follow Darren on Instagram at Gentlescapes and go to his website to see more of his wonderful photography. Links to everything we spoke about are in the show notes. If you enjoyed this episode, I think you would like my conversations with Kai Hornung, Julia Reddell, Wendy Bagnall, Shona Perkins, Paul Sanders, Karen Waller, Stephanie Johnson and Falda Bailey. You can find them all on the Viewfinders website. That's it for now. Take care, enjoy your photography and I'll see you out there.